Powwow Life, episode 17, for October 26, 2016. Thanks everybody for being with us again this week. I'm your host, Paul Gatter from powwows.com, and this is the Powwow Life podcast. This week we're interviewing Corinne Ostrike. She has been a surrogate for two different families and three babies total. And we tell her story and kind of her journey through surrogacy and what it has meant to her life and to the families that she's been able to give this gift to. For any links that we discuss in the show, head on over to the show notes at www.powwows.com slash powwowlife17. Again, I want to thank everybody for tuning in and listening to our show. Please be sure to share the podcast with all your friends and family. Let them know that the show's out there. Let's get more people listening. The interviews are recorded live on our Facebook page each week, so be sure to like us on Facebook so you get notifications of when the next interview is. You can watch and chat live with the guests and ask them questions as we do the interview. The music this week, again, is from our friend Wayne Silas Jr. from his CD, Love Medicine. Thanks, everybody, for listening, and I hope you enjoy the show. For everybody out there, if you tell us a little bit about yourself, your background, and where you're from. Yeah, sure. Um, I am from Sunnyvale, California, and I was born and raised out here. And um, I'm Sihasapa in Oglala, and I write for powwows. <laughs> I'm also at uh, elementary, I work at an elementary school, and I'm a resource aide, um, work with kids during the day. And, um, but the reason I'm here tonight is to talk about the fact that I was a surrogate and uh, I've had five children in my life, two of which are mine, uh, three of which were for other people. So I carried three babies uh, for two different families. Um, yeah, so. <laughs> yeah it's, it's been a, really amazing to watch you know, um, and go through this, the pregnancy and to um, you know, to follow along and, and as your journey and um, hear you talking about uh, what you did for the family and, you know, the kind of their journey too. It, it's been really fun to follow. Uh, how did you, you know, how was this, how did you even get in, involved in, in being a surrogate? You know, what led you to this? Yeah, so um, it was pretty much after I had my daughter, she was about maybe two months old, and she was teething and going through all the rough stuff that parents go through with newborns. And I was in her room rocking her one night and I just was so exhausted and miserable. And I had this moment where I was just like, you know, I am miserable right now. Adoption is wonderful, but not it's not for everybody. And um, so I just had this idea pop in my head while I'm rocking my daughter that surrogacy, I, I can do this. I have had children and it was somewhat easy for me. I can help others, so I should. And it really felt more like a calling than anything else. It felt like this is something that I absolutely have to do for other people. and. At 
two in the morning, I got on the computer and started researching how to become a surrogate. What is involved with surrogacy and, um, you know, what to expect, what to, what's the process and, and really just started to digest it for myself. And the more I thought about it, the more I was convinced it's something I have to do is something I have to do for other people. So I guess, are there websites out there or services that help you do this? Um, yeah, um, there are agencies. There's there's ways you can do it privately, um, and or there's a way you could do it through an agency. And I, I decided to go through an agency. Tracks that you draw up for making sure that the biological parents get custody of their child, um, and uh, making sure that you sign a contract promising these parents that you're going to be living a healthy lifestyle. All of those, <clears throat> all of those steps are um, walked through when you're in an agency. And so I decided to go with an agency and found one in San Diego, uh, Surrogate Alternatives. And um, they were amazing. I mean, they really made the process easy, <laughs> right? which was nice. And so when, when did you do your first one? Um, I had my first surrogate baby um, was in August of 2014. Okay. Yeah, and uh, she was, it was an easy labor delivery. Parents were there, and her mother uh, was able to hold my leg while I was pushing her out, and her <laughs> dad was right behind my head. And um, just the moment she came out was absolute bliss. Like, the, the spirit in that room was so intense, you know? Like this woman had waited and lost 20 babies of her own oh to become a mother. And then she finally held her child and I cried. We all cried. It was absolutely beautiful. Wow. That's amazing. That's, that's really cool. Um, wow. Okay. And so the second one, um, obviously you, we were talking about it's been over the last few months. Um, it's been, it's been about what, a month or so? Two uh, months? Three months. Three months. Okay. Wow. It's been longer than I thought. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> All right. And so how did, how did this one come about? Was this through an agency also? It was also through the same agency. Okay. And, um, I, the two situations and scenarios that were important to me with helping via surrogacy was a couple that struggled with infertility, which was my first surrogacy journey. I was able to help them. And then the second surrogacy journey I wanted to do was to help a gay couple. Uh, because a lot of the times adoption, there's a lot of hoops to jump through for these couples who would like to become a family um, that I, I wanted to, to carry for a gay couple. And so I did. And they uh, implanted two embryos and I was pregnant with twins, a boy and a girl. And it was a little different this time. Um, I would say that the differences, they it weren't, wasn't better or worse. It was just different. Um, because there wasn't a mother figure in this scenario. Uh, it was just two dads who were super excited about becoming dads. Um, so there was not the sensitivity of me needing to not step on somebody's mother toes was gone because it was just, it was a little more laid back, I guess, for me. Um, and uh, it was a little more difficult because I had some hospital time. I had to stay in the hospital on bed rest with some early labor. But uh, the guys were fantastic and 
flew home early from their baby moon. They were in Helsinki, Finland, <laughs> trying to enjoy themselves. And here's my husband at 2 a.m. Like, she's in labor. You need to come home right now. <laughs> and uh, they did. They hopped a plane and they made it in time. And and I delivered the babies for them. And, and they're healthy. They stayed in the NICU about four weeks. They were born at 32 weeks um, exactly. And uh, yeah. But they're they're fine now. They're big chunky babies. <laughs> cool. and, and I was just showing everybody at home um, the picture of you with the with the dads out there. Um, you got the flowery dress on. Uh, it was a really cool shot there. Um, I know they were super happy. Um, so how involved were they in, in 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 any surrogacy? How involved are they during the pregnancy? Right. So um, with my first surrogacy, the couple they lived both locally and internationally so they had businesses internationally and traveled a lot they did come to all the major ultrasounds and they came to many appointments especially leading up to the delivery and they were in town the closer i got to delivery and um and then with my second journey uh one of the fathers was able to come to pretty much every appointment from the beginning to the end he even stayed with me uh, and took care of me when I, when you first go through IVF, you have to be on bed rest for a couple of days to make sure everything kind of settles in and stays there. And he hung out with me every day and we just, it was great. Like they were very involved. Um, they weren't allowed in the delivery room for their twins. And that was uh, because even though it was a regular delivery, I needed to deliver them in an operating room in case they needed to do an emergency C-section. Right. And it was understandable. There was, there were two teams of nurses for, for the babies. So there was about 20 people in the room, not including myself or the doctors or the anesthesiologist or my husband. So it was a packed, packed OR. (laughs) Wow. And so afterwards, how involved um, are you afterwards? Do you keep in touch with the families? Have you seen them since? I do. I do keep in touch with both families. Um, I get lots of pictures from uh, the first family that I helped. Um, Their little girls, too, now, which is really crazy to think about. (laughs) And um, the other family, they live locally and... um, they're on vacation right now, but um, yeah, we we saw each other pretty much every day because I was dropping milk off to the NICU for the babies every day. So yeah. All right. So, question coming in. Um, I want to explain that the last one was two fathers, and so they're wondering was there a mother involved or any anybody else involved? For the first family, it was a mother and father. The second family were uh, a gay couple, two men. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, all right. And so, how has your like you said you have kids of your own? How have they? How has your husband and your kids been throughout these two pregnancies? Oh, my husband is my rock. Really, <laughs> I don't. I think when I first told him about surrogacy, he was like, "You want to do what?" <laughs> and he was—he had never heard of it. Like so many people have never really heard of surrogacy before. Right. And so I was like, "Here, here's some information. Go look it up. Read about it. Take your time." And I just kind of left it. 
And eventually he was um, really like, he, he came up to me and said, I can see how important this is to you. So let's do it. And I, and then after the first one, I don't think we had left the hospital yet. And he's like, that was amazing. We got to do this again. And I was like, okay, let me just <laughs> get her first. Let's give me like a year. <laughs> um, and yeah, it was fantastic. My kids, they understood because I went through the time to explain to them in an age appropriate way, what surrogacy was and essentially explained it that, you know, this family is going to give their baby to mommy for a little while and I'm going to help it to grow. And then when she's all done growing, I'm going to give them their baby back. So mommy's going to babysit their baby in my tummy for a little while and then I'm going to give it back to them. And that's essentially how I explained it to them. And they were like, okay, and then ran off and played. So it, they didn't question it from that point on. They just kind of understood this is something mommy's doing, but it's not, this baby's not a part of our family, but it's in mommy's tummy and it's just it wasn't weird for them i guess <laughs> right well when you introduce it from the beginning yeah it, it's just part of um what they know uh, i got another question um has have you talked any with uh the, any of your tribal elders or anything has, is there a traditional perspective um as far as in the tribe with surrogacy i'm not sure there would be um no yeah was, technology just wasn't hasn't been there but yeah. um have you had any reaction from, from the tribe? Well, I can say that my family, um, after having completed my first surrogacy, uh, they gave me the name of Wakuwachoni, which means giving others life or give others life. And so they were a huge support to me, my family was. And um, it, it would have been a lot harder, I think, if I didn't have that support of my family. And they definitely did you know, support me through it, the community supporting me through it. I'd been to a couple powwows. I went to, um, um, so what I went to one in oh, the Bates, the Bay area mm -hmm. powwow here for, uh, the two spirit powwow. Right. And, um, this was before I began my journey with the gay couple and had spoken with some people that were there, um, wearing one of my feathers and asked, you know, how did you get this? And I said, well, this was a gift from my family when I received my name and I plan on becoming a surrogate again. And the reaction that I received from people at Powell's was always very positive. It was always, you know, wow, this is really cool. That's really amazing. Um, and yeah, so I would say that the reaction was always really positive from, from those even in a traditional practice. So if anybody is out there you know, considering doing this as a surrogate or families out there that are looking to this as a solution, any advice you have for them? Um, I would definitely say um, to do research and to find what best fits your family. And there are agencies, but there are also people who can do surrogacy um, independently. It just depends on what you're most comfortable with. Um, yeah, I would say that, you know, think on it and pray on it and decide, you know, if this is an, as an aspect you want to look into, if somebody was interested in, I've had friends who've come up to me and, uh, have gone into surrogacy and become surrogates themselves after hearing my story, which is extremely humbling, extremely humbling for me to know that I might have played a role in inspiring someone to do this for someone else. Um, and what I always tell them is, uh, 
that you don't go into surrogacy for yourself. And that's the most important thing. You, you have to understand that you're going into surrogacy for somebody else entirely. You're, give, you're essentially giving up your body for a greater purpose. So things like a doctor, you have to be comfortable with a doctor's appointment with somebody else. You have to be comfortable talking about what you're going through for someone else because they're not able to experience this. And like, I would share everything this, the mother, I call them an, an intended mother, but she really was a mother already at that point. I would tell the intended mother everything because she, this is her child, you know, I wouldn't want her to miss out on any, any aspect of her child's pregnancy and delivery and involved her as much as I could and everything. So if, if you wanted to be a surrogate, this is something you have to be comfortable with, in my opinion. <clears throat> and, so, yeah. yeah. And just, uh, Mary Jane just wrote in and said, thanks so much. That's nice for you to be able to give life back to others. Um, and I think that's what it is. You know, you, it's a gift that you've been able to give people and that's just an amazing story. Um, and I also see a, a question. Uh, do you miss the child you carried for nine months? Do you have restrictions on assisting or raising the child? And to address that, um, I do not miss the child that I carried and simply because it never was mine. And, and I know the response is usually, Oh, but you carried it within your body for so long. Didn't you form an attachment? And really that gets back to my point of you have to go into it knowing that this is not your child, that, that you're literally doing this for somebody else. And then I think your mindset is, is such that it does, the connection isn't even there. Like the pregnancies as a surrogate felt entirely different from the pregnancies of my own children. Like my own children would move or, or exist within me. And I felt a spiritual connection to my own children with these babies. I loved them obviously because they were inside me and I was going to care for them, but I didn't love them in the sense that this is my own. This is my baby. It was very different. It was extremely, um, removed. There was something that was removed from it. Right. And, I, and I want to point out that there are two types of surrogacy. Traditional surrogacy, which is where the surrogate is also the egg donor, or gestational surrogacy, which is what I did, where I have no relation to the children that I'm carrying. So essentially, I'm just the oven for their bun, their ingredients, totally their ingredients, none of mine. <laughs> so really, that helps. That's part of it, you know. That they're really not related to me so right and, and jeffrey's asking the question were they are biological children of the the people right. that you were surrogate for right yes but right. they're not yeah they're not related to you at all correct correct yeah, yeah. so the, for the first family it was their egg their sperm their biological child and for the twins believe it or not it was the same egg donor but each father has a biological child so one of the fathers fathered a daughter and one of the fathers fathered a son but with the same egg donor so that part was kind of scientifically cool <laughs> <laughs> um and and there was another question about the interview process i mean how how is it how do they pick you how do you pick them how does that all work yeah and they're very strict uh qualifications that a woman needs to meet in order to become a surrogate. You have to have had a healthy delivery of all your children. Um, you cannot have any medical history of severe postpartum depression or um, like gestational diabetes or any other emergency types 
situation, even in your lifestyle, you, if you have a lot of health issues, it's difficult to qualify to become a surrogate through an agency anyway. In that case, it, you know, if the family you were wanting to help went independently, it's obviously easier if a doctor's willing to work with you. But if you're going through an agency, they have some pretty strict guidelines. You have to go through a criminal background check. You have to go through a psych evaluation uh, to make sure you are going in this for the right reasons. Um, I know that a woman is not able to be on welfare. Um, you need to be able to prove that you can provide your own income for yourself and to support yourself, that this isn't something that you're doing for any other reason than to help this family, et cetera. So yeah, so those are some of the some of the guidelines. All right. Now, one of the things I really enjoyed, and we talked about this offline yesterday, um, early, early this week, is you brought a sense of humor to this pregnancy. And I thought it was great following along, seeing some of the things you post. So I have to share some of those pictures. And, you know, if you want to comment or tell us a little bit about some of the struggles and, and how we, uh, how you kind of saw it in a, in a different light. Sure, sure. <laughs> so I just posted the one with you apparently cleaning the toilet. Oh, no, I think I'm helping. Am I cleaning the toilet on that? I can't see it. Oh, wait. Yeah. No, I was giving my kids a bath. Okay, giving the kids a bath. Right, okay. <laughs> oh, look how huge I was. Like a boss. I love it. Yeah, it's great. Um, <laughs> yeah. And then, um, you know, another great Instagram photo with you looking over um, the twins there. Can you see. see that one? Yeah, there it goes. Oh, Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, again, I thought it was great that, um, you, you know, you did bring a little bit different um, perspective on things at times. And, and having said that, you know, I've also enjoyed some of the stories you've told and seeing if you want to share any of the, um, uh, what the maybe uncomfortable situations you've had uh, at the UPS or at other places. Oh, man, <laughs> yes. UPS and the awkward breast milk shipment stories. Oh, wow. I, who would have thought that would have been awkward? And it was. <laughs> yeah. I think that was the most hilarious of this after experience. So the babies, obviously, I've, I've, with supply, I was supplying breast milk to them in the hospital, but then um, they're now on vacation. And so I've been shipping breast milk to them. <laughs> And the first time I went in, this 18-year-old kid is working the front desk, and they ask you, what are your contents for this packet? <laughs> and uh, I said, breast milk. And he was like, what, what, what? Like, all red. And I'm just like, fuck, oh, kill me now. This is so embarrassing. And it's not something embarrassing to talk about because breast milk is natural. I have no problem. But because he was awkward, I was awkward. And every time I would go back, it would just be this, like, it would get quiet when they couldn't hear me. And then they're like, what's the contents? And I'm like, breast milk. And they're like, fresh silk. And I'm like, oh, breast milk. And it was <laughs> quiet and everybody heard. And oh, my gosh. Yeah. I, I posted the whole scenario on my blog because I just wanted to remember it forever. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. Um, and the, of course, me as the the big Disney guy, I've loved um, seeing that you took the family for a big celebration. Your your family for a big celebration yeah. afterwards to Disneyland. That, that was awesome. Yeah, um, that was our. It's kind of 
it became like our thing that we did because after the first surrogacy that was our celebration was we took I took my family to Disneyland because believe it or not it is a sacrifice for me but it is also a sacrifice for my husband and my children and um so I the first trip I took my my son my daughter my husband my mother-in-law and both my parents to um Disneyland for the first surrogacy and then for this after this surrogacy, I took my well, just my husband and my children, and we went to Disneyland and had a great time, and just really spoiled ourselves after having weeks in the hospital. It was well deserved on their part for sure. <laughs> <laughs> and um, somebody was just asking about links to the surrogacy office or, or websites and agencies. Um, it, we'll try to post those in the show notes. Um, and as well as I just put up a, a graphic with your website. I am the messenger. Um, dot blogspot.com or I am just a messenger blogspot.com we'll put that link also so you can uh, read her stories and see all that too um, over the show notes www.powells.com slash powwowlife17 um, well this has been awesome it's really it just blows me away that the, the sacrifice you've been able to do and not just once but twice um, it's life that you've been able to give to other people um well, it's amazing and so I, I know everybody out there has enjoyed hearing your story um, got a couple comments out there um, blessings for your family and uh, thank you Jacqueline yeah. That's yeah. Kind of... hi Jacqueline <laughs> so cool um, well as we're wrapping up here is there anything else you want to tell everybody about the process and um, or is there another one coming or you know what's oh, next for you no. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that I'm retired as a surrogate I say pretty sure because I said that the last time but um yeah I think I I'm I'm good this time around but there's a there's a finality that kind of overcame me after this that was it was just something that I'll always take with me and have with me forever an experience that I'll never forget yeah great well um Thanks so much for coming on the show again. And thanks, everybody out there, for your questions, your comments. It's been awesome. Um, thanks so much, and look for more shows coming up. Thanks, everybody. Bye. And that'll do it for another episode of the Powell Life Podcast from powwows.com. Again, thanks, everybody. We really appreciate your support. It's great to have all you listening, especially everybody that was able to tune in live and send us their questions during the show. Please let us know who you'd like to see us interview next. Send your suggestions to webmaster at powwows.com. Make sure you like us on Facebook to be uh, alerted when we're doing our next interview. And head on over to the show notes at www.powwows.com slash powwowlife17. Thanks, everybody, and we'll see you down the trail.
Here's this week's trivia question. You can head over to powwowlife.com to fill out the form and submit your answer. All the right answers are entered into a drawing for a 10-sticker powwows.com sticker pack. Here's the question. This year, we are celebrating a big milestone. We have been live streaming for a number of years. So tell me, what year was the first year we streamed and what was the first powwow we streamed? If you've been listening or following our content, you should be able to find it. Good luck. Powwowlife.com to submit your answer. What was the first powwow and what year did we first live stream? Good luck and thank you so much for listening. I'll see you next week.